and welcome to the Bible Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, and I'm here to help you understand what you just read in the Bible. Hello, everyone. I am so glad you're on this journey with me. If you are new, welcome. If you have any questions on how the podcast is laid out, you can go listen to the introduction episode. And everyone is welcome to go to my website, bmepodcast.com, to drop me a note, ask any questions, or just get up to date on the podcast with the resources I have there, including links to all of my pop culture references, in case you just wanted to know. So welcome. We are on week 21. Woohoo! Uh, we are on 2 Samuel 22 through 24, and then 1 Chronicles chapters 21 through 29, and several Psalms. Timeline is 970 BC, so we don't leave the year. And let's just jump into it, shall we? So let's look at 2 Samuel chapters 22 through 23. These chapters are proof you don't have to read Psalms to praise the Lord. In fact, you can praise him at any time after he praised the Lord. David gave his last words. Kelly, side note, I love to read people's last words, and I hope mine will be so eloquent and kind, but I really get the feeling that mine is going to be much more like Ronald Dahl's, who said, it's just that I will miss you all so much. But a nurse pricked him with a needle, and he said, out, in the F word, and those were his actual last words. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how mine are going to go. <laughs> Getting back into the Bible, which is what we're here for, I love how not only do we get David's last words, but we also get a whole section dedicated to the men that helped David throughout his life. Uh, truly fitting for such a great leader and king that it's included the men that helped him. And so I really like that. And then 2 Samuel chapter 24 and 1 Chronicles chapter 21. Now, you may have noticed that both start slightly different. One says that Satan came to David and the other says that, that God came to David to do this and you're like, why is the discrepancy? And so I'm going to get into this. It's a lot like what happened with Saul in that God allowed for Satan to come mess with David because God was angry with Israel. So he allowed Satan to, to do what he wanted to do. And uh, that is unfortunately allowing David to make a very, very big mistake when he asked for the senses of Israel. So that's my take. But I went to my pastor because I couldn't get anything past that. And I thought, well, I don't know that I'm the smartest person in the room. So I went to double check and this is what he thought. And I'll read it verbatim. He says, so here's my take on that. The discrepancy or confusion created by these two texts is understandable. I think that the reason we have two different takes on who is responsible is because of two different authors like two different eyewitness accounts. In both accounts, God planned on judging Israel and the author of 1 Chronicles attributes the act to Satan, while the other author of 1 Samuel attributes it to God who allowed Satan to do what he wanted to do. The texts imply that sometimes God allows Satan to carry out God's plan. In this case, God planned on judging Israel and so he allowed Satan to bring bring it about. Yet, in the process, God and Satan had two totally different outcomes in mind. Satan obviously wanted to destroy David and the kingdom. God wanted to expose David's sin and cleanse the nation and bring them both to repentance. God used Satan to accomplish his purpose. The two different authors of the books assigned responsibility to Satan and God, and they were both right, but God was the one in control. And as we see many times in the Old Testament, God uses a sinful nation to punish another nation. Like in Isaiah 10, God allowed the Assyrians to have their way with Israel, but then published, then published, then punished Assyria for doing it. 
I think this just shows that sometimes the wicked intentions of an evil nation or an evil being line up with God's purposes, just like in the story of Joseph. Hope that helped. If you have any questions, of course, please leave me a comment in my pod. I mean, in my website. I wish you could leave just comments on the podcast. That would be great. But I haven't found a way to do that. If you know, drop me a note on my website. I would love to find out. Thanks. Once again, Joab, <laughs> poor Joab, tries desperately to save King David from himself and tell him that he shouldn't do it because it was sinful to do so. And you can look back at Exodus thirty twelve, which says, when you take a census of the Israelites to count them, each one must pay the Lord a ransom for his life at the time his is counted. Then no plague will come on them when you number them. However, David is the king and his word is law and he clearly forgot about Exodus. So Joab and the other commanders did as David asked. It took them nine months and 20 days. Joab reported the numbers. Israel had 800,000 and Judah had 500,000. Then David became conscience stricken and went to the Lord to beg for forgiveness and mercy. So thankfully, David does come back and, and realizes what he did. And so the next day, a word comes to Gad, the prophet, and he delivers God's message to David. He says, you can choose your punishment. A, three years of famine on the land. B, three months of him, David, fleeing from his enemies or see three days of plague in the land. David was overwhelmed by these and remember kind of getting old at this point, but he says for the Lord to pick just just not the one where he is fleeing. As somebody who fled a lot, I, I can see why David might. That was his first instinct to say, I don't want that again. So God sends a plague. But after 70,000 people had died, the Lord tells the angel to stop. When David saw what he had done, he truly repented, realizing he was the shepherd and his moves had cost his sheep and begs for the punishment to be taken out on him. God has Gad speak to David and tell him to go build an altar on the threshing floor of Arana the Jebusite. David goes straight away. Of course, Arana is like, hey, king, what up? <laughs> David tells him he wants to buy his threshing floor and build an altar to God. Arana is like, you don't have to buy it. I'll give it to you and the animals for the sacrifice. Like, you're the king. I'll do all this for you. David says no. I will not sacrifice anything that costs me nothing, which I try to keep those words at hand because that is that is a gem right there of wisdom. And so David buys the threshing floor for 50 shekels of silver and the oxen for 600 shekels of silver or shekels of gold. Sorry. While it is nearly impossible because um, I looked, <laughs> I did a lot of research trying to figure out so I could see what today's equivalent would be. They don't really know how much a shekel would have been back then. Just know it was a crap ton of money. Crap ton. There you go. So David makes the sacrifice and prays. God answers his prayer and stops the plague. And then in Chronicles 22, David knows his time is coming. And so he starts gathering workers, materials, plans, everything necessary for his son Solomon to build the temple. He so wanted to create it for God that David did as much as he could have done without actually building it which I just think shows his heart again and that he truly wanted to honor God. I, like I try not to get too preachy on here because that's not really what I want this to be. But I do want to give it to you as a reminder to you, myself, to others, is that David was a man after God's own heart. And yet we see the mistakes that he made. But still, God loved him and 
still called him a man after his own heart. And I just want you to know, no matter how badly you've messed up in the past or messing up right now, that you can always stop, repent, and turn back. And God, yes, you have to deal with your consequences. We clearly see that. David dealt with a lot of consequences, but God was with him all the way. And so if you're going through something, just know that you can always turn and repent and God will take you back. He will welcome you in with loving arms. Okay, sermon over. <laughs> in First Chronicles 23 through 27, David makes Solomon the king. He calls all the priests and Levites based on their number. He gives them, you know, their different duties. And he is specific as to what group and man is to do what in the temple. The Levites were no longer going to have to be carrying the tabernacle and articles used. So they were employed into the temple. The Levites were to help the priests, the descendants of Aaron's, in their duties. Next, David had the commanders come together and set apart the people that were to be the musicians and that were to play into the temple. Next, he had the gatekeepers set up and their duties and times that they would be working. Then he set apart the guards, the treasures, and other officials. David literally left nothing up for personal interpretation, which is fantastic because, you know, sometimes you're like, this is what they meant. No, no, no. This is what they meant. Hello, Constitution. <laughs> anyway. So finally, David uh, sets up how the divisions of the army, the commanders, and how things were to be set up. And of course, Joab was head of the entire army, which he clearly deserved and and was worthy of it. This is actually where we end for this week. So we're going to get into Solomon's kingdom next week. Uh, we're really going to go forward. And I'm super excited because this is some of my favorite places to be in the Bible because it's just so action-packed and there's just so much to do. And we're going to get to go on Solomon's journey with him. And then we're going to go into Solomon's son and really get into the history of Israel and Judah. I think it'll be a great time had by all. At least it will be by me. I hope you have the same. Once again, if you have any questions or comments or need to talk to me, please go to my podcast, bmepodcast.com. Drop me a note there. I'll be sure to respond to you. Other than that, I hope you have a most fabulous week and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.